0: All right, today's message is the continuation of part number two of that same message, the church and its mission. And it says this, in if you would turn to Matthew chapter 28, and while you're turning there, I just want to say how much I appreciate y'all. I love y'all very much. God could not have sent us to a better church. I really mean that. You know, God is not through with this church. He's still going to keep growing it and growing it and growing it. Those that have been here in the past will come back. I don't know necessarily it's going to be the same people that was here before we got here. What I'm talking about is the people that have visited since my wife and I have been here. I believe they're going to be on their way back. I believe God is going to show them this is where he wants them to be. And I believe he's going to bring in other people as well. I believe we're going to finally see each and every one of these churches, the I mean, church seats filled up. That's why I have these songbooks out there. It's an act of faith. That's why you might wonder to yourself, why do I keep it in those streets every single Sunday? It's because until we see those things come to pass, I'm going to continue to do so. Because it's an act of faith that God is going to fill this place. He's going to put more and more people in these seats. And we're going to see people coming in that can, that have this song ability, those that have the ability to play instruments, such as the drums, the keyboard, the piano. We're going to see that happening, folks. I really believe that. People with guitars, people with tambourines. I'm telling you, folks, we've already got a tambourinist, her and my uh, sister, Lillian, Both do a good job on the tambourine and Sister Shirley as well. We should have handed you the tambourine this morning. I'm sorry we didn't, Sister Shirley. We'll make up for it next time, though. All All right. Praise God. We're going to go ahead and get into the Word this morning. So if you would, and if you found Matthew 28, I ask you would to stand as we honor God at the reading of His Word today. Beginning with verse number 16. It says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the fathers, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the age Amen father in the name of Jesus we thank you for your word today help me to minister to it in the spirit of love that you have given it to me help me to do so father realizing that we need to take a more active role in in reaching out to this community not just this church but myself included Lord me me primarily as a matter of fact I should be leading the way so help me God to minister to the needs of of this community Father in the name of Jesus and help me to reach out and win lost souls for your kingdom because Lord it's you working through me to accomplish what you want to have done and Lord it's through the rest of us as well and we ask it all in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Once again, I remind us that the se- second part of this message is still the same as the first in the, in the title. And that is the church and its mission. I've got to have my out. Gotta have this water. My mouth is as dry as I'll get out. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus, he had an earthly ministry to reach souls for the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, I want to take just a moment and read to you a passage of scripture from the book of Matthew chapter 10. And it says this, these 12, talking about his disciples, these 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. You know, he gave that authority and that power to his disciples back in the day when he was walking the face of the earth. And he was sending them out to do major damage to the kingdom of darkness. He was sending them out to beat down the devil and his demons. He was sending them out to to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Telling them that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, it was right there with them. Because Jesus is that fulfillment. And we need to understand today, folks. That, that commission has never changed. That great commission that we just read in Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, whatever it was, through 20, it didn't change. He still wants you and I to be those vessels that he can use, just as he did in that day. But now notice that he only allowed them to go into the places of Israel to minister the Word. Why was that? Wait, isn't the salvation... For every single human being alive? Yes. It is. But for whatever reason, at that particular time, they were only allowed to go to the people of Israel. But once they did, they saw changes taking place in people's lives. Because it was Jesus that was doing the changing. He had given them the power and the authority in that day to walk over every demonic force of hell. And that change, that That power and authority has never changed. Matter of fact, let's go back to 28 verse uh, 18 again. It says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In other words, there's nothing that can stop Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I should have had more than just one. amen. Amen. Jesus is unstoppable. His word is unstoppable. His message is unstoppable. His power is unstoppable. And we need to be aware of that today. And we need to be thankful for that today. Amen. Amen. We need to be understanding that this is a mandate that God has given to us. He's given us a commission. He's given us a mandate. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. That word disciples I don't know if I've got it marked in my, I think I do, yes, I do. The word disciple actually means, a disciple is a learner, one who follows both the teaching and the teacher, the word is used first for the twelve and later of Christians in general. So in other words, we are disciples of Jesus, just as much as the handpicked t- twelve was. And he wants you and I to carry on that same mission he gave them. He's still looking for you and me to carry it on today. And I'm telling you, folks, that 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 has never changed and never will. Did you see all those heartbreaking pictures in that, that song video? I tell you, some of them almost brought me to tears, folks. Because we need to understand that there's a lot of hurting people out there. And in order for them to get the help they need, they need somebody who cares about them. They need Jesus. Jesus cares about them. But so do I. And I know you do as well. We want other people to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, just like you and I are. But I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is this, folks. That the Bible says in Romans 8, I believe it is, It let me go and look that up just to be sure before I found it all. Romans 8. I believe it's Romans 8. I'll make sure here in just a second. I'm going to read it off to it. Maybe it's not. Let's see, unless I went too far. No, it's not Romans 8. But I'll tell you what I was trying to drive at. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it says, how can they know the Lord you're talking about? This is a paraphrase. How can they know the Lord you're talking about unless they're sent? Jesus sent us. He sent us with the power and the authority and and, and everything we need in order to win people to Jesus Christ. And it's not us. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're winning them. He's winning them. But we are the vessels he's using. We're his voice. We're his hands. We're his feet. Whatever that that person happens to particularly need at that moment in time, God is using us for His kingdom, for His glory, and for His honor. And I want every day that I live in this world to be just like that. I want to be living my life in a way that's pleasing to God, and it pleases God when I'm a spokesperson for Him. You know, I I have to tell off on myself, and you might I don't know how you look at me after I do but I'll tell you it anyway. The other day I was at the golf course and there was three or four guys ahead of me on this hole and we were but we were all in the tee box area and all of a sudden I, these guys began to talk amongst themselves and even made some comments to me and all of a sudden I heard nothing but cuss words coming out of their mouths and I thought to myself I need to say something to them. I need to put them, put them right about the way they're talking but I don't know if it was fear or what, but guess what? I kept my mouth shut. I shouldn't have. Next time it happens, I'm rectifying the situation, whether it's those same guys or not. I will speak up next time. I promise you, and I will let you know if I don't, but I will also let you know if I do, because God needs people that's going to stand up for amen he needs people who are going to say that's wrong stop talking like that that's offensive to me please don't talk like that in my presence and they need people that's going to tell them, look maybe do you know Jesus if you if you do are you sure you know him because he wouldn't talk like that you know what I'm you know what I'm saying oh yeah I'm here to tell you folks we've got to take a stand for Jesus Amen we got to, to let them know where we stand at. We need to let them know that we're Team Jesus. I don't remember where I heard that expression from, but it was not long ago. Team Jesus. I'm on Team Jesus. You're on Team Jesus if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And we're all in this together. That's another uh, expression I've heard not long ago. All in this together. And we need to understand that we need each other's help. We need to be there for one another. Every one of us has a purpose that God has given us to do for him and his kingdom. And he wants us to live in that way. He wants us to fulfill that mission. You know, for, for the prophet Jeremiah, it was a, being a prophet. Matter of fact, he even said, before you, I even knew you, I, before I knew you were even in your mother's womb, I knew you. In other words, he already knew that he was in existence, that he was already considered to be a viable human being unto God, even before conception. So especially after conception, that's definitely a viable human being. And anybody who says it's not murder to kill that baby in that mother's womb doesn't know what they're talking about. Amen. So I'm here to tell you today, folks, That there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Jesus. He's going to be—he's the the one running this church. He's the one running my life. I pray he's the one running your life. Yes. I pray in the name of Jesus that we take to heart everything that Jesus told us here in these verses, and that we just got through reading in verse uh, Matthew 28. It says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." Let me, correct, let me tell you something right now. Not correct, but let me tell you something right now. You don't have to be water baptized to be saved. That may be a foreign thing to some of you. You may think, oh yeah, you do. No, there's no place in Scripture that says I have to be water baptized in order That's to be right. saved. Because if that was true, what about the guy on the cross with Jesus? They didn't let him come down and get water baptized before he died. You see what I'm saying? Water comes from? So what I'm saying is, we do strongly encourage you to be water baptized, if at all possible. And the reason why is because it shows a physical testimony to the rest of the world that you have changed sides. You have moved from the kingdom of darkness into the marvelous kingdom of light, And you have have changed sides. In other words, it shows (coughs) that you are dying when you are immersed in the water. It shows you're dying to the old self and the old ways of life, and when you come back up, it is to symbolize and represent the newness of life that you have in Christ Jesus. Because there's a change that comes over you before you ever even get into the water. You've already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Otherwise, there's no sense in getting water baptized. Otherwise, you would be getting dumped in the water. So, I'm here to tell you today, folks, that that we are born again children of God, men and women, men and women, daughters and sons. We are born again of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here here's what He's told us to do: how we how we go ahead, go and make disciples. It says, "Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you." In other words, I need to understand that I am to take what the Lord has shown me and show it to somebody else. That's all the witnessing really is folks but you're not doing it by yourself matter of fact let me read you another scripture that helps to verify what I just said you won't be doing it on your own not only the last part of verse 20 where it says he'll be with us always but it's in Acts chapter 1 verse number 8 there in a minute. Hold on. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. In other words, he wants you, you're on assignment. You're constantly on assignment. There's never a moment in your life as a Christian that you're not on assignment and that's why it's so important that we watch what we say and watch what we do because the world is watching if we have told people that we are born again in Christ they're going to look at us with a microscope they're going to look at every small and minute and small detail of your life and they're going to see are you living what you're preaching because that's what's going to be more important to you. Is they're going to be looking at your life and they're going to be examining it. And when and the first slip down, they'll never come to you and tell you, "Oh, that was a great thing you did there, showing them so much love. That was a great thing you did there, uh, giving forgiving that person of what they did wrong to you." That's you know they're not going to pat you on the back and tell you what great things you've done. But the first time, I mean, the very first time you slip up, and you act in a contrary manner to the word of God as a Christian should act, they'll be the first ones in your face saying, I knew you didn't believe what you said. I'm here to tell you, the reason I know that to be true is because it's happened to me. I have messed up in times past, believe it or not. And when I did, I was called out for it. I think I've already shared this testimony once before, but I'll share it again. It seems appropriate at the moment. I was I was born again, and I'd only been a Christian for maybe a year, and I was, I'm was i not very strong in the Lord at this point, but I went to Bible college. And when I was working at Bank Dallas, I used to get Friday nights off by midnight, by midnight, and I would go out, and sometimes sooner, depending on how the, how the workload was, but anyways, once I was off work on Friday nights, I'd head up to my cousin's house, Steve Reese. I'd head to his house, and he had a friend named Greg. And me and him became good buddies too. And anyways, we would always go out to this particular bar and grill. And I would go in there, and I'd order my Diet Coke, like clockwork, just like that. But now, don't ask me why, but after about four, three or four months, being faithful to doing that, all of a sudden, I had a hankering for a glass of beer. That used to be one of my problems before I got saved. So I knew that's probably the devil working on me. But anyways, I went ahead and I ordered it. And then he waited until I lifted the glass to my lips. And I took my first sip of it and I put it down. And he looked at me straight in the eye and he said, this is great," he said. Now, don't you ever tell me about this Jesus of yours again. And I tell you what, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I immediately left the bar. I went back to my dorm room. I cried and I cried and I cried. And I asked God to forgive me for what I had done. And I tell you what, to this day, I don't know if that guy ever came to know Jesus as Savior and Lord or not. But I tell you what. It had such an impact on me when he told me that because he never told me how much he appreciated my witness into him before all this. It's only when I messed up, and that's what the world's going to do to you. It's going to spit. It's going to chew you up and spit you out. The first minute that you make a mistake, and that's why it's so important that we go back and we apologize and we 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 ask them to forgive us for our error for what we did that was not Christ-like and asking to forgive you not just asking God to forgive but asking that person and you know what I got the opportunity eventually to go back and do just that and I apologize to him and he says things like that happen that's all he said things like that happen and so anyways My point being is that we are to teach them the things that we have learned from the Lord. And it's just that simple. We make it harder than it needs to be. All you're witnessing is, is you telling them what God has done for you in your life. You tell how you got saved. You tell how you used to be. You tell how you have changed sides and that you're so grateful that you're serving the Lord now. And and that their life can be that same way. You know, they just got to turn their hearts to Jesus, and that—that's what the Bible tells us to do. And then, and it, and then we just got through finding out from Acts one eight another thing, besides having the power to do it and the ability to do it, we also discovered this: it's for the whole world. The message of Christ is for everyone. Jesus told his disciples, "Go into Samaria, Judea, and all of the earth." In other words, his ministry was mainly just to the Israelites, but he left it for the rest of his church to go into all the world. That's why we have so many missionaries out on the mission field today, preaching and teaching the ways of God and the will of God and the word of God, because they want Jesus to come into their hearts and lives, just like I know all of us in here do. That's why we give to missions. So that we can keep the missionaries we support on a monthly basis on their mission field. Right now, we have four current missionaries. We had six, but it's not our fault. The other two, so to speak, are no longer on the mission field. But we we support the ones that are still on the mission field. And, and we give them as best we can. Whatever comes in, that's what goes out to them. And I divide it up equally. And what I'm trying to say is this, is that we, we reach souls through missionaries. Did you know that? It's not just by us, not just by me speaking a, a, a word of the uh, gospel to somebody or letting my light shine in such a manner that it brings glory and honor and praise unto the Lord. It, it's also by giving commission so that those people that are called specifically by God to that individual set group of people, To go and minister to them and to preach the gospel to them. And I take part in that when I give to missions. I'm here to tell you today, folks, that the people need the the Lord. People need the Lord. And there's one last place I wanted to take a look at before we close out this morning. It's
1: in Acts chapter 3 and 4.
0: And, four. and remember, this is the day after, this is just a little while after the day of Pentecost, when the power of the Holy Spirit was poured out on all, on all those that were following Jesus. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. In other words, folks, we saw just now an example of the power and authority of Jesus Christ in operation through a human being. In other words these two guys were on their way to prayer but then this guy asked him for alms. Now there's a lot of people that need something and they really don't know what it is. There's people who think well alcohol will be my solution so they turn to drink. Some people think well drugs is my avenue of escape so of course they turn to drugs. Some people say well Pornography is the thing for me. So all of a sudden they get involved with that. And guess what? All they've really done is added more problems to their life than what they had before. And no matter what it is, maybe it's something else entirely. Maybe it's something else that I don't even I can't even think about that might be something that somebody would deal with in order to turn to to try to get relief from things and try to get some help from things. Well, let me tell you something, folks. I tried all the above I just mentioned, and it didn't help me a bit. Because when I woke up from the hangover, I still had my problems. When I got off my high from my drugs, I still had my problems. Whenever I got off from, and I don't mean in a sexual sense, but when I got off of the pornography, I still had the same problems I did before. What I'm saying is, is that we need to understand and realize, folks, that there's a lot of things out there that people need Jesus, and they're looking for something that's going to help them. And what we need to do is take up the gauntlet that Jesus left behind for us, and we need to raise it up, and we need to start proclaiming the good news of the gospel message of Jesus Christ, because that's what they need. People need the Lord. And it's up to us to take it to them. There's a scripture that says, How can they be sinned? How can they hear unless they be sinned? We've been sinned. The question is, (coughs) Where will we go? Let's pray. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that you have sent us as your missionaries, as as the people that you have called us to be, the disciples that you called us to be. Help us, Lord, to teach others through our example the ways of the Lord God Almighty, knowing that we're not doing it by ourselves because you promised us in your word, Lord. You said, I will be with you until the end of the age." So, Father, we thank you today, God, that as we go out into this lost and dying world, that you help us to show the light that is within us. Help us to let it shine so brightly that others would see Jesus and glorify your name, Father. Lord, we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, also for helping us to be the salt and the light of the world, dear God. We ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would guide and direct our steps. Show us someone today, God, that we can minister to in your name. Bring us someone across our path that we can talk to about Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. At this time, I'm going to talk to those of you that are here and also those of you on Facebook Live. And I'm going to ask, on last two Sundays i would forgotten to do this, but today I remember. I'm going to ask, is there anybody here today that's present or on Facebook Live who would say, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but there's been something that you said through the power of the Spirit that has sparked that desire within me to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you and I want you to bow your head with me and close your eyes and I want you to pray this simple little prayer with me. dear Heavenly Father I thank you for your son Jesus I thank you that he died on the cross for my sins I confess my sins to you I admit my guilt in my sins I ask you to forgive me sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart right now and live your life in me and through me from this day on. I love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you just said that prayer in faith and you meant it from your heart, you just got saved. Praise God. And now you need to find a home, a church home, one that preaches the entire word of God, such as ours. If you're looking for a church home to attend, we're located at 201 West Royce Boulevard, spelled R-E-U-S-S. And we would love to have you come and be a part of what God's doing here. We begin on Sunday mornings at 1030 with uh, uh, morning worship. And we do praise, uh, we do hymn book songs, traditional hymns when we have Sunday morning service. And then on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock, we have the uh, contemporary praise, which is mixing the older contemporary praise and worship songs with some new, some uh, great hymn book songs as well on Sunday nights. And then on Tuesday night at 714, we have intercessory prayer meeting here at the church. At 714 on Tuesday nights, we come together and we pray over any and all requests that have been mentioned to us throughout the week. And we we have a set uh, list if anybody needs a list to pray over. We have a set list that you can use to do that with. We'd be glad to have you on any or all of those services. And we want to go ahead and tell you how much we love you, how much we appreciate you. And we will just wish you the best of all things to come in the days ahead. At this time, we're going to pray our benedictional prayer. Brother Marvin, would you just miss us in prayer this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us. We thank you for your word this morning, Father. We thank you for all you do for us, Lord. We just ask you to be with us as we go out of here, that if we find someone, Lord, that we can let our light shine on them and let them know about you. And we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' holy name. We ask you, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Hope to see you soon.